This is Alexis Krampowski, and I'm going to tell you about a story of the Supreme Court case of U.S. v. Nixon. On June 17, 1972, criminals were arrested at the Democratic National Committee Central Command at the Watergate Complex in Washington, D.C. The break-in was attached to President Richard Nixon's reappointment campaign, reliable with proof. The Nixon White House tapes are accounts made somewhere in the range of 1971 and 1973 of talks including U.S. President Nixon and Nixon Organization authorities, Nixon relations, and White House representatives. A sound operating taping framework was put inside the Oval Office in February 1971, remembering Nixon's Oval Office work area, utilizing Sony TC-800B open-wheel recording devices to catch sound passed on by means of phone taps and covered-up receivers. Different rooms inside the White House were added to the framework. The framework was killed on July 18, 1973, two days after the Senate Watergate Committee hearings unveiled the information. The presence of the tapes were uncovered during the Watergate issues of 1973 and 1974, when the framework was unveiled during White House Counselor Alexander Butterfield's broadcast declaration before the Senate Watergate Committee. Nixon's hesitance to deliver the tapes because of a legislative summon turned into a piece of trials against him, and he surrendered on August 9, 1974. In the U.S. Supreme Court, argued on July 8, 1974, President Nixon refused to release the tapes, arguing that the constitutional principle of executive privilege extends to the tapes had used the separation of powers. He claims that the tapes recorded were vital to national security. Therefore, the case should be dismissed and the tapes should not be released. On July 24, 1974, the U.S. Supreme Court disagreed and with a unanimous court decision ruled against the president. Chief Justice Warren Burger said, quote, We conclude that when the ground for asserting privilege as to subpoenaed material sought for use in a criminal trial is based only on the generalized interest in confidentiality, it cannot prevail over the fundamental demands of due process of law and the fair administration of criminal justice. The generalized assertion of privilege must yield to the demonstrated specific need for evidence in a pending criminal trial, meaning that the president didn't have an absolute unqualified privilege to withhold information. The court ordered the tapes to be released after a judge had listened to them to decide if the tapes had been relevant to the trial of Nixon's former aides. Around two weeks after the decision, President Nixon resigned in the fear of being impeached. The constitutional question is, is the president's right to safeguard certain information using his executive privilege confidentially power entirely immune from judicial review? Some president cases for U.S. v. Nixon include Mitchell v. U.S., which states that a guilty plea does not renounce the right to self-incrimination at sentencing, and a sentencing court may not infer an adverse inference from a defendant's silence while determining facts about the crime's circumstances and specifics. The court held that there is a limited executive privilege in the area of military affairs, and Nixon had to obey the witness summons, producing the tapes and the documents. This case is a good example of a crucial precedent for future cases of limiting the power of any U.S. presidents that claim executive privilege. We saw that the U.S. Supreme Court exercised the power of judicial review as the executive act was in violation of the Constitution, declaring it as unconstitutional by the courts. President Nixon had to release the tapes and was threatened with the option of being impeached with all the information about the tapes and the cake that had been found out. 
Instead of waiting for this impeachment, he decided to resign and leave office. Although executive privilege gives rights to the presidents, there is a limit. I agree with the court's ruling that nobody is above the law, showing that just because he's president does not mean he gets the right to hide documents and tapes. I believe that Congress did the right thing, and this leaves an example of future cases.